Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. What is going on, Faith City? It's great to be with you this awesome Sunday morning. Hopefully you've got your coffee ready. Uh, Hopefully you have your phone or your Bible, your Bible app, something. But first, let's take a sip together. Cheers. Mmm. There is nothing like being together, hearing of the Father's goodness, and enjoying some fresh, hot coffee. Can I get a witness? I think I heard about two or three amens. That means we're waking up, so let's get into it. Today I want to talk to you about rejecting toxic words. Say that with me. Rejecting toxic words. Now, we should know through the previous messages that the word toxin, by definition, means poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. In other words, toxicity is not a good thing, right? So when we think about this as pertaining to our soul, we have to ask this question. How do toxins build up? I mean, how do they accumulate within our soul? And the simple answer is through exposure. As humans, we have these senses, these five natural senses that allow things, whether life-giving or toxic, into our soul. Now, if you're anything like me, at least part of this stay-at-home order that we've been going through has consisted of some movie or show binging. Am I right? Am I the only one that will admit that I've binged a few times on some movies and some TV shows? Of course not. All of us have. Now, listen, I'm not here to tell you what you should or shouldn't watch. I believe we all can hear Holy Spirit on these things. More importantly, though, I want to make a point when it comes to movies and TV shows. And it really boils down to two words. Listen closely. Blooper reel. Those are the two words. Blooper reel. You thought I was going to go somewhere else with that, didn't you? I love blooper reels. In fact, I'm really bummed whenever I purchased a movie that doesn't have one. Now, years ago, kiddos, when we used to have DVDs. Anyone remember those? What's that even stand for? Is it like digital video disc? I don't know. Maybe. DVD. Look it up. When we had DVDs and then even Blu-rays, they would often come with these extras. And I would love the extras, especially if they had a gag reel or a blooper reel in them. There's just something about seeing someone fall out of character, isn't there? It's like you're watching this, this blooper reel and you see this person who was, let's say, the villain in the show. And to see the bad guy in a movie suddenly start laughing when he misses a line, it's just so awesome because, you know, he or she, they did such a great job to sell that character that it brings us back to reality. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's just an actor or that's just an actress. That's not who they really are. Well, listen, we understand that they're actors, right? We get that. But why is it that we, as human beings in this real world, not necessarily, you know, on the silver screen or the small screen, why do we fall into acting mode when it comes to real life? Sometimes I think what happens even is this idea filters into the church and even the Christian life. I mean, think about it. Sermons are preached telling us to get our act together. Now think about that. Get your act together. But I think that's the problem. See, we tend to act rather than be ourselves. For you to be who you are, you don't have to act. It's just who you are. 
Now I'm talking about the real you at the center, at the core, who God has made you to be. But again, we tend to act rather than be. You know, we forget the lines in this rehearsed play. We get overwhelmed in life or we face a trial or temptation or even an issue like we are now and we go into acting mode. Then we are so consumed that we forget our lines. Does that make sense? But what if instead of acting or just pretending like everything's okay, what if we decided to live life as a blooper reel? I mean, what would that look like? Now, again, we don't have to be ugly with each other, but what if we were just honest and transparent? I mean, what if we chose to put away the costumes and throw away the script that's been handed to us? I believe that we could live an authentic life that experiences healing and wholeness. There is no healing that comes from hiding. Now, I love this in Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Jesus says these words. He says, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. But look at this. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, if you've followed you know, Scripture or Christianity for any amount of time, you've probably heard this phrase or this Scripture quoted before. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. This is such a powerful thing. In fact, Eugene Peterson in the Message Bible, he says it like this. It's who you are, not what you say and do, that counts. Your true being brims over into what? True words and deeds. And then Proverbs 23, 7 tells us what? That as a man thinks, or thinketh, if you want to go with King James, in his heart, so is he. Let me say that again. As a man thinks in his heart, see, that's the difference. So is he. You see, how we act, how we treat others, how we see God, and ultimately the words we speak, they come from our heart. We could say they come from our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. So the big question today is this. What words are you listening to or speaking to yourself and to others. Now, the Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, he says, With the Lord's authority I say this, Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. It says their minds are full of darkness. They wander from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. Now, this phrase, full of darkness, whenever you see the word darkness or light in the scriptures, light usually refers to revelation, whereas darkness usually refers to ignorance or not understanding. So, this term here, he says, their minds, now think about this, their minds are full of darkness. In other words, their minds lack understanding. They do not know who they are. Does that make sense? Are you following me? Now, do you notice that this is by choice? We literally have a choice here. In fact, I love how it says it here in the mirror translation. It says, My most urgent appeal to you in the Lord is this. You have nothing in common with the folly of the empty-minded masses. The days of conducting your lives and affairs in a meaningless way are over. The life of their design seems foreign to them because their minds are darkened through a hardened heart ruled by ignorance. They are blinded by the illusion of the senses as their only reference, stubbornly wearing a blindfold, listen to this, in broad daylight. That's a really powerful statement. In fact, toxic words, we could say, come from a hardened heart 
ruled by ignorance. And we know through this series that anything toxic does not help us, but we also can see that toxic words are deadly. I love this quote by Mother Teresa. She says this, words which do not give the light of Christ increase the darkness. Now, essentially what I believe she's saying is, if the words we speak aren't from the revelation of both who God is and who we are, then it leads to what? Increasing the darkness, or we could say increasing the ignorance. And then in Proverbs verse 18, it says, words kill or words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. So again, we have that choice. And then in Psalm 141.3, it says, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Wow. You see, the words that you speak are extremely important. In fact, we could say this, the words you speak, they choose your life's direction. What direction do you want to go in life? Well, then you need to come back to what words am I speaking over my life? Speak words that take you where you want to go. So here are three questions we need to ask when considering our words. Number one, what is God saying to you? Let me say it again. What is God saying to you? Look at this in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4 and verse 4. Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but look at this, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, I want us to catch this. You see, the word word here in the Greek is actually the word rhema, which means a living word. It's a declaration of one's mind made in words. It goes on as a definition, the word by which something is commanded, directed, or enjoined. That word commanded speaks of authority. That word directed means straight and unswerving. And the word enjoined means to instruct and encourage. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but Jesus is actually quoting Deuteronomy here, specifically Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3. And in this portion of Deuteronomy, the Israelites are being instructed to never forget who brought them out of the land of Egypt. The Lord your God who brought you out of the land. The one who took care of you in the wilderness. And what's included in this? The giving of bread, or we could say manna, right? The manna that sustained them during their time in the wilderness. Now, when you look at Deuteronomy 8, and you see this word manna, manna is not a name that the Hebrews gave to it, right? It wasn't like wonder bread or Schaefer's or Aunt Millie's, right? Or whatever organic loaf you like to eat. But it was actually a Hebrew phrase, meaning what is it? Wow, what is it? Now notice they didn't say what was it. Big difference, right? I believe that they called it manna because it was something new and different every single day because his mercies are new every morning. They saw the provision that God made for them every single day and it was fresh. It was new. I mean, think about it. We should wake up every day saying, what is it today, God? What do you have for me today? Hence, proceeding word. I once heard someone say that when Abraham received a proceeding word, take your son and sacrifice him. He, he took that word, which was in the moment. It was fresh. It was in the moment. It was proceeding. Well, what happened? He went on a journey. Now think, as he's going on this journey, 
he had just heard this proceeding word, which then becomes a preceding word when he hears a new word. Well, think about this. While the knife was still in the air, God gives another proceeding word. Stop and kill the ram instead. Now think about this. What if Abraham would have ignored the new word, or we could say what would be the proceeding word, and referred back to the preceding word? Well, he would have killed Isaac, but he didn't. Even though take your son and sacrifice him was a proceeding word, the new word became the proceeding word. Is this making sense? I know I'm saying a lot of pre's and pros and seedings, but I want us to understand that a proceeding word out of the mouth of God is something new and fresh. And just because God said something to you last week, last month, five years ago, doesn't mean he's not leading you somewhere to give you a new and fresh word. It's so important to see. But think about that. In that illustration, if Abraham would not have listened, he would have killed Isaac. Now think about this for us. Many people kill their Isaacs following a preceding word because they stop listening on their way, on the journey, for the proceeding word. That's pretty powerful. So number one, what is God saying to you fresh and new here and now today? And number two, what are others saying to you? Think about that. What are others saying to you? I love what Proverbs 4 tells us here, verses 20 through 23. It says, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them, catch this, and healing to their whole body. But look what it goes on to say. Guard your heart above all else. In other words, this is the most important thing. This is key. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. See, we're not trying to mince words this morning. I really want us to see that our words matter. What we speak, what we say over ourselves and others, it really matters. In fact, what does it say? It determines the course of your life. So what direction do you want to go in life? Well then, look back at what words are you speaking. And again, the words that we speak, they come from what we think. That's why the soul, made up of the mind, will, and emotions, it's so important to detoxify. Because what I see is what you think on is eventually what you speak out and what is eventually bringing those emotions. You see how that works? Mind, the will, those decisions, and then those words, and then the emotions follow after it. So be careful of who and what you allow to be spoken into your life. Remember, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. And guess what? We get to choose. So reject toxic words and receive life-giving words. So what are we learning so far? Number one, what is God saying to you? Number two, what are others saying to you? And then number three, what are you saying to yourself and to others? See, we first of all have to know what God's speaking to us. Secondly, We have to be careful of what others are saying to us. But thirdly, out of the abundance of the heart, those things spoken into us, we then speak to both ourselves and to others. So again, what are you saying to yourself and to others? Now, the Apostle Paul, he he gives us a clue here in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Don't say anything that would hurt another person. Instead, speak only what is good so that you can give help 
wherever it is needed. That way, what you say will do what? Will help those who hear you. Now, how many here, you want to speak words that help others? I'll tell you, I've seen all through social media lately, people who have really stepped up. They're, I guess, just becoming more aware of who they are because you just see them speaking words. Now, now again, I know there's toxic words and there's negativity, but just try to filter through that. If you're going to spend time on social media or the internet, look up these sites that just have good news, right? Good news of what people are doing to help others, just showing love and grace and care for others. It's really, really powerful. And what I found in life is when the pressure's on, what does pressure do? It squeezes you. And when something squeezes you, what's truly inside, we could say what's in your soul is what comes out. And so, you know, for me, when I see these things, it really makes me happy. It really uh, brings me a sense of joy and fulfillment to see that people are stepping up and showing love, grace, and care to others. But look what he says. He says, that way, what you say will help those who hear you. Again, words kill or words give life. They're either poison or fruit. We could say they're either toxic or healing. And guess what? We get to choose. There's power in our words. Can you see that? Now, I think about this old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but what? Words can never hurt me. But there's nothing further from the truth. Words can be extremely hurtful, extremely toxic. In fact, words, think about this, words can change the course and direction of your life. So with all that being said, listen daily for the proceeding word of God. What is God telling you today? And then only accept life-giving words from others. And then you yourself speak healing, encouraging words that help others who are hearing. I really hope that this word has encouraged you today, my friends. I'm constantly pursuing, digging, and studying to bring you a message that will uplift you, that will literally convince you of your sonship in Father's kingdom. See, when we understand our sonship, which by the way includes you ladies as well, then we will begin to live differently. We begin to live a life that's just full of love, grace, healing, and restoration to those around us. So keep on showing love to those around you and encourage yourself with the proceeding words that God is speaking to you. Can I get an amen? (laughs) God is good. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this opportunity. Even though we're maybe not together physically, we have this awesome technology where we can connect together. I pray that this word today has encouraged some people. Even the series has encouraged us to think a little more about our soul and how important it is to detoxify those areas in our soul that are hurting us, in our mind, our will, and our emotions. I thank you that today we are seeing that our words come from what we think. So we're renewing our mind. Romans 12, 2, we're being transformed by the renewing of our mind. But not only that, as we renew our mind, then the words that we speak are words of life, both to ourselves and to others. Now pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your grace and your love toward me. If there's any area, Heavenly Father, in my soul where there's a lie that I'm believing 
either about you or myself. Holy Spirit, show those things to me. And as you do, you're not doing it to bring me shame or guilt or condemnation. But you're doing it to bring me healing, health, and restoration. So Jesus, I give you permission. Bring your healing power into my soul. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Isn't God awesome? Hey guys, just reminding you that tonight at 5 p.m., we will have a live Q&R on Facebook, and I'm really looking forward to this. Like I said, we're looking to possibly have some special guests come in with us here and there. I'm not saying it will be tonight for sure, but you'll just never know. That's why they call it a surprise. Also, if you are still working or have a source of income and you can continue to give to the ministry, we would greatly appreciate it. Obviously, donations are down during this time, but if everyone could just do their part, then it would go a long way in helping the ministry as we get through this time of quarantine and social distancing. Now, giving is super easy. You can just go to faithcity.tv giving, and all the information is there. You can put in your credit and your debit card information. And if you'd like to write a check, that's easy too. Just send it to Faith City Church, 806 Main Street, Fenton, Michigan, 48430. As always, man, it has been a great pleasure bringing the goodness, the love, the grace of God to you. We'll be right back here next week at 10 a.m. And if you can be with us tonight at 5 p.m., we would love to have you. Listen, be blessed, my friends. We will see you soon. For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, we pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.